All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Real Life Podcast, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Welcome to Real Life, everyone. <laughs> what is going on right now? I think that I'm in love with Matthew Kajak. You guys all drunk? Welcome, everyone, to episode, once again, your Remchuk is still avoiding the grind, 395. Sure. Roger. Is that for real or is that an estimate? That's it's it's an estimate. Without your M check, we've, we've lost any kind of source of stats yeah. or proper. Or it's structure. around there. I defy anyone to prove that it hasn't yeah. been that. You know who'd be able to get you the accurate numbers? Our good friends, the HGA Group. If mm-hmm. they if 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 we had them on the podcast, they would make sure it starts on time. They would yep. make sure that uh, they get you the right numbers. Get you the right numbers. They make sure that the ad reads are done. They make sure they mm-hmm. hold us to task. They would just be really good because that's what HGA does. They support small business owners. They do. They do, Waz. They fucking do. do. You got it, it's buddy. An exciting day. So, What's this uh, episode going to be called? Nothing to, nothing to see here? Uh, I think it's going to be called uh, It's Up and Down Like a Toilet Seat. Thank you, Ken Holland, to properly um, describe and visualize what this season has been so far. Hi, Bang Mouth. That was something, wasn't it? That was, that was interesting. We're actually so in the group chat. I'd like everyone to know everyone's thoughts because we like to uh, open the kimono here on the real life podcast and let you know what we're up to at uh, Nation HQ from time to time. But in the real life group chat, there is a proof, a design for a uh, up and down like a toilet seat T-shirt. What are we thoughts? It made me laugh out loud, to be honest. Critiques? It's quick. It came out quick. Well, the funny thing was, is we're sitting here in the office, and this is why, uh, and, and was thankfully t- t- tweeted that the podcast recording is delayed, even though 
which no one knows when we record the podcast. Uh, so I, I, asked him, <laughs> I asked him to let you guys know it was being delayed. Anyways, it's funny. But I guess he did via Twitter, so it worked. Uh, but we're all sitting around the TV watching the press conference. And it was just like, it was said, posted on Twitter. People are talking about, uh, a group chat fires up. People on, the, on Twitter are talking about T-shirt. Kennedy was already starting to work on a design before I said, hey, we should let That's you see this stuff. chatter. She's like, oh, my God, yeah, I've already got a good idea for this. And she was already kind of hammering it out. So, uh, it was okay, we will have to see the, the words are not even action. out of his mouth. It's a T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's just I think it's funny that as soon as it came out of his mouth, everybody at Nation HQ had the same idea. It's like, okay, T-shirt. Yeah, Let's like I'm, I'm calling. And, and so we had a Nation Gear meeting this morning. And <laughs> so Jared's like, okay, so here's the deal. Uh, cause you know, I don't know if anyone knows, but there's supply chain issues all around the world, uh, mm. and everyone's affected by it. So I guess maybe you do know about this, but oh, is there a lack of trucks or something? There's a lack. Of, okay, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, uh, so and there's a lack of t-shirt blanks. So we loaded up <clears throat> and then what happened is we are pissy came out and holy shit. There's a lot of fellow pissy people like myself, as I tweeted last night that bought these t-shirts. Thank you for your support. So in this meeting, Jared's like, we need to, we need to come up with a hoodie design because we're running low on tees. Well, what happens two hours later, we've got a, <laughs> we've got an awesome t-shirt opportunity. So Jared's in the midst of traveling right now. He's at the airport. He's trying to source out some blanks because we think this one might pop and uh, we're getting ready. So, so let's be, let's be true professionals here now and let's paint the picture since this is such an audio me- medium and people don't know where we are you guys have that meeting whatever we all wake up today we see a tweet from darren dragger saying that he hears rumors that Tippett is out it is then confirmed by the one and only frank saravalli all shit hits the fan and then there is a what time did that press conference start 12 31 o'clock one o'clock yeah yeah one o'clock postpones our podcast recording Holland says what he says you guys make a shirt at and this is where we are right now and that's so that why we delete the podcast how did the day has gone so far that is it and so now it's also paying attention to twitter and engaging with twitter since the announcement was made uh and dealing with the news of Tippett and playfair both being gone and the fact that jay woodcroft and mean dave manson are coming up to coach the big club i'm excited about it. i was on an unrelated call and read on twitter that the coach Tippett got fired and I laughed, and the person I was talking to is like, "Why did you just laugh like that?" I'm like, "Why? What do you mean?" They're like, "You sound like a goblin or something that found gold." And I was like, <laughs> "You know what I mean?" When you, when you like when you find out your coach has got greased for the eleventh time in the Nuge's career, that oh, laugh. Oh jeez, I did that laugh. Poor Nuge. Was it twelve coaches now? Uh, I, it's not twelve. I don't think it's twelve. No, there was a tweet that said twelve. Now, now, now. There was a tweet that was sent out that said, like, Connor McDavid has had four coaches in six years. What's yes. worse? And then you just had 12 had coaches in 11 years. In 12. No. Yes. It's yes. Not true there was one Jason game. He had three coaches in one right. game. It's called the hat trick. It was Todd Nelson, That's Todd so Rundgren, and Todd stupid. Reardon, former <laughs> Oilers. Headline. I, you know, you know the, 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 the spot we are. Okay. Oh, yeah. Chalmers. It's a headline world. And I I don't like that tweet. That, that 
three coaches oh, no, in one game. Give me a it's actually break. four and eight. It's yeah, yeah. But you can, yeah. It's it's just how it's framed and how it's pushed out, and it's I'm to get a reaction. Did you even just tell me you don't like my tweet to my ears, Chalmers? It wasn't your tweet. Wasn't well, your tweet? Yeah, I'm the I one like sassing. That. I thought you were making fun of me. No, 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 no. I'm making fun the of the other guy that tweeted was eleven. No, no, no. We're talking yeah. about completely. We're talking about four. We're talking about four coaches in six years for McDavid, which is inaccurate. Yeah. Yes, you can. Sure, yeah. you can parse it up and make it look and sound like that, but the reality is, it's four and eight. But it's still equally terrible. So Chalmers is going after the headline warriors. Well, Chalmers, well, I, yeah, for you, Chalmers. I got a headline for you, Chalmers. Oilers make coaching change. There's a headline. But well, okay, this is the tweet from Mike Trakos. It says four coaches in seven years for McDavid. It gets worse. Nugent Hopkins is on his 12th coach in 11 <laughs> years. Then Jason Greger quote tweets it with the breakdown of the coaches. And it says r has entered the NHL in 2011-2012. His coaches have been Rennie, Kruger, Eakins, McTavish, Nelson, McLennan, oh. Hitchcock, Tippett. That's eight. Woodcroft is going to be his ninth head coach, not 12. He said, still crazy, 9 and 11. Yeah, it's still it is crazy, insane. Like, it's probably the craziest coach I find, parade I, in the history of hockey. How many GMs as well? Like, Jesus. I like that this is the part that Chalmers is stuck on. Yes, just so hung up on it. Wants to make the whole podcast about that. <laughs> Put some fucking tweet. pride in your tweets, people. Put some pride. Okay, and then if the other thing. If everybody was held as accountable as I'm held, Holding this fucking piece of shit. I'm just kidding. I don't even know this guy. But no. <laughs> Maybe the world would be a little bit of a better place. Let's put it that way. Okay, so Dave Tippett got fired today. So did play fire. He did. And what was interesting too is just like how <laughs> devastated Ken Holland was throughout the oh, press it was like conference. Emotional because yeah. he's never done it. He he, he said it like nine times in the press conference. It was his gut feel. I thought he was going to cry in the middle of the Yeah, like it seemed emotion. The thing that scared me the most, the, the, now the toilet seat aside, um, was when asked, I think, like Gregor and, and Rashad were going after him and, and, uh, a bit just to talk about like the current roster of the team. Ken Holland's answer was, the answer is in the room. Well, it's also it's dollar in, dollar out, right? They can't do anything. Holy no shit. No so what, what, like that means he's happy with our goaltending situation. That means... He is happy with how soft we are. That means he is happy with, I guess, our, I thought we had depth and I still think we're getting, our depth has gotten better, but just better with, uh, just happy with the overall roster construction and the fact that, you know, we're allowing so many shots, even though last night we didn't let, we, we shot more than we let in or let on and let in, I guess, not drunk, um, that he's just happy with what, what we have right now. And that, to me, is a giant, giant, giant concern. Now, I am happy to see what Dave Manson's going to come and do. I love Dave Manson. He's tough as nails, boy. Well, so, I love Dave Manson. He was a hell of an oiler, man. So he, Dave Manson, uh, you know, we had Bucky on the podcast, you know, two summers ago. And because you always hear these tales of the old WHL days and the old Prince Albert Raiders. And on that team, there's the dynamic duo of Dave Manson and Ken Baumgartner. These two were tough as shit. And what they would do pregame 
to uh, intimidate the other team is they would take their net from them and put it on their side. They would go and sit on the opposing team's net during warm up. They would just go think and, about that. They just would think go how crazy that mental, is. Mental, they would go and drink the water, the, the water from the other team's water bottles. And then this happened against against the Moose Jaw Warriors, my beloved Moose Jaw Warriors, our beloved Moose Jaw Warriors, and. Uh, the, 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 this is the, the and, and so much so they were causing so much havoc, and and they were trying to uh, to uh, uh, um, incite a riot before the game. That the dub for a while used to split the warm up times, so you wouldn't be doing warm up at the same time as the other team. And that is the like, just to interrupt you briefly, Jay. If we can somehow through the magic of computers get Dave Manson on this show, which we should try to do, I'll call Gregor and ask. You have to ask him about this. You have to hold him. He's going to want to talk about being an assistant coach of the Oilers. You have to be like, no, 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 no. I want to talk about when you just sit on the net of the other team. What is going through your head? only, yes. Can Um, we do that in the NHL in 2022 is the answer, yes. And then translate that into his NHL career. No one messed with Dave. Uh, no one, and you know now he's coming to our team. So thing is, is he's coming. He, he he's got it. He's got old school in him. It's just we don't have any old school minded players on our team. But we'll see what he can do. Maybe he can. But he's adapted, him. right? He's done a good job in Bakersfield. Yeah. Like he he must have found somebody that's different as a coach than he was as a player. But he's no, got that fire, hundred percent. So like the, the the yeah yeah, and then he's got his son Josh Manson, which I really hope he whispers to come join the Oilers. Now I love how we always are like nepotism, nepotism, and then Manson's here for ten minutes, and people on Twitter are like get his son. Well, that's what we need. We're not. Oh God. Um. Yeah. So we need toughness. Now we need toughness. And and you know what? Where's last night's game was so annoying for that. They were so easily pushed around last night. It was driving me fucking crazy. This is something I want to bring up. And I want I want your rem truck here so I can skewer him face to face as opposed to behind his back. But your rem truck last night tweets about how we're easy to play against and we need to be tougher. I recall the conversation two months ago. He yelled at you. He was adamantly opposed to my my comments for why I think the, the Oilers need to be tougher if we're, if we're going to want to prolong and sustain the success and have success in the offseason, for which he, with his soft uh, look on hockey, said, no, we'll just take the penalties and score on the power play. <laughs> oh, okay, well, oh, okay, really? power play isn't 50% <laughs> anymore. It's now no, more it's realistic. <laughs> and we're getting this sh- physical shit kicked out of us by other teams. And like I, I tweeted today, teams like that. So I'm like, bring Josh Manson here. They need to feel when they play the Oilers. When teams come to town, it's like a five-star all-inclusive resort. It is such a cakewalk in terms of how easy it is. So I just, I want, I want, I want to hear your rem chucks. And, and if he comes in, he's, he's, in, he's, he's avoiding the grind in Arizona, but if he comes in, we, I, it has to be, we have to confront this. Because it was not only just him. There's other listeners of the podcast that came after me on Twitter, and all of them are saying we're too soft and we need to be tougher. What was this two months ago? Yeah, yeah we got to we got to play a full. I can't remember. I can't. Well, obviously, I, I couldn't even remember the episode number because I don't even know which episode number this one is. But three ninety one ish. Yeah, so three fifty two. I don't know uh, ish ish. I I like it's. I see it all over Twitter now about how we're soft and we're easy to play against. This has been the case when we were 16 and five. It's always been the case. Now it's just people are starting to really uh, hone in on it because we're losing and they're starting to see the fact that we're getting physically dominated as well. 
Well, he was asked about that, the toughness, Ken Hall, and he just seemed so confused when asked about it. Like, what, what, do, what do you mean, the toughness? Yeah, <laughs> he, he didn't even want to address it. Yeah. Like, it's like, we're easy to play against, Ken. Fucking fix it. The answer's not in the room because we don't have toughness in the room. But, but, but it's also, but, it's okay. not about being big either. Like, Ken hey! Hall wanted default to being big. It's not about Or it's being... not. It's like, you just got to get in people's face. It's got to be all for one. I watched a game the other night where it was Boston and Pittsburgh. It was the one where Brad Marchand was caused mayhem. And I wouldn't necessarily say that either of those teams are quote unquote tough slash big, but what they do do is they all get in the fight. It's everybody in the pile and the Oilers don't do that whatsoever. When was the last time you even really saw a scrum after the whistle? You just don't see it. No, you don't see it. um, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I think that the narrative is getting lost here about us being tough. Like we added Kane. We all knew what we thought about it before, but, that added toughness. It, it's, what a coach killer he is. Our, our How long was score, Kane here? Our great he... score before our great score before Kane got here was seven. He got here and moved us to seventeen. We still have a long way to go. Look how fast Kane got to coach fired it. <laughs> coach killer. Coach killer. What? Like two so weeks. Obviously, I obviously I just stepped out, but it was. I don't know if you guys discussed this or not, but it was pretty evident last night that when I found out that Mike Smith was starting, a lot of people were like, what the hell, right? Yeah. Now, a veteran, guy like, like, what the hell? a veteran guy like him, you know, they, and, and I, me and my wife are just sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, a guy like him after a bad start, you know, first start back, he probably went in there and was like, I want back in, put me back in, I don't care. And they kind of said that on the broadcast. They were like, you know, you can't times. tell a veteran guy who walks in there. So, then he lets the first Why two goals. Why can't you, though? It's a tough one because, because you need him. Because yeah. you so badly, as Tippett, want to believe that when he comes in there and says that, that that is a moment that it's like, if I don't let him, this could, this could like, yeah. make it got, way worse. I, like, I, have I don't to disagree let him. with his logic. You've got to try to get Mike Smith You've going. You've got to try to. Every I metric in the NHL. But that's Every just, metric in the NHL would argue against playing a, veteran, playing a goalie back-to-back. Of, yeah, of but course, but, but he's only played feeling. five games. But sometimes, yeah, sure, your gut feeling, but this is a 40-year-old guy who's made seven appearances in 43 games. Like, well, no, no, but let, the Oilers have five games next week. There was plenty of time to get him yeah, more yeah, at-bats. Yeah, there's there's, there's okay, two conversations to have around that. It's the fact that Mike Smith and Miko Koskin are, are goalies, and that's, the, and that's the real problem. And then there's trying to, trying to get one of our goalies fired back up. But they also have had their best goalies sitting there not doing anything last night. Listen, you got the pros is that he he comes in, he says, I want back in. You, the pros are, he is a warrior. He gets back in there. He rewrites the ship. He has a great game. You know, the cons are, everyone's like, fucking rights, Mike Smith. He did it. He he fucking, he he, he insisted upon it. He fucking stuck his neck out and he delivered. Well, he didn't. And everybody, and everybody would get a lift from that. Everybody would get a lift from that. The cons are, he comes in and says it. You, you say, no, I'm not putting you in the metrics, the metrics. They say, don't do it. And he goes, well, fuck you. Like I'm the leader. I'm a leader. I need to be back in this. Yeah. But who's, who's the boss on the team though? It's the head coach. Yes, but listen, the head coach has got to be sitting there looking at him being like, if I don't do this, I could in some way maybe hinder what I hope can happen, which is he does turn it around, yeah. right? And, and so 
the, the worst con, like there's the three situations. You say yes, and you get what happened last night. Yeah. You say yes, and he turns it around. You say no, and you 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 lose the guy that you could really like. You no, not you could really. We still lose that game last night. We still lose that game last night with Skinner and Net because of how much high danger we gave up. But like I I agree, but I also doesn't even matter. But you can't tell me it's not deflating to see that you're down by two goals three minutes into the game. It it always is, but if it was Skinner. We'd be like, well, fuck. Well, we just got up, and and we should have put Smith in because he's only he's still fresh. Like we would have, we would have spun the narrative around the other way. It's so easy to okay, do. But, uh, also, if, like the first shot, that is a great shot by a goal scorer who was just in the All Star game. That's a great power play goal. Power play that, goal. You know, it's a power play goal. I had no problem with the first power one. Play second goal. one needs to be the stopped. The second, the second one, even my fucking ten year old son looked at me and was like, CC was really out of position there. And I was like, yeah, he really, really was. He really, really was. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, well, like, also should, look should... at the other end of the ice. Marc-Andre Fleury stood on his head anytime yes, he Chicago's did. out of position. But we don't have Marc-Andre Fleury. That's well, the problem. The we, don't have, we don't have that caliber But we're coming goalie. up with excuses for goaltending right no, now. No, no. Our excuses is our, our goalies are not good. And we're just having to deal with the uh, fact that we've got yeah. two so goalies now you're letting, that aren't good. That's the real getting, problem. But the problem is that Last night, Dave Tippett let the third, in terms of stats, bully him into another start. Yeah, okay. Well, you Dave can't Tippett let the inmates the take day. over. The- ultimate accountability. <laughs> well, yes, he did. Right? Yeah, and it, the Dave, irony that was why I brought, Dave, that, Dave knew he needed to win the game, brought- and he let Mike Smith trick him into playing. But Mike Smith is a warrior. I still believe he's a, he's a guy who fights and competes. I got into a huge debate with a friend last night on, on, on this. Miko doesn't have a fucking heartbeat or a pulse. He's just steady, eddy, calm, who just lets pucks go through him. Where Mike goes and try and tries to fight to win. So I rather that. have that like, beside. Now the issue with Mike game. is that he's forty years old now. Like is everything's diminishing on him, so he's not the same guy. So like they both suck. <clears throat> Pretty simple. Look, I'm not making. I'm not making excuses. My the reason I brought this up was because do you think at the beginning of the game there was a part of Ken Holland where he's like, I don't agree with this. And if this doesn't work, Not his decision. in my mind, his he's decision. fucking done. He's yeah. done. But I don't. I, I I bet you were supported. It didn't. It doesn't matter who was in net last night. We still lose that game. I don't care what we gave up. What we were giving up, I don't care. Skinner's gonna let. Maybe maybe he lets in three goals. But we still lose. Yeah, that game. I mean, who knows? We didn't play That's well, and we're I mean, in the post like crazy, which is extremely frustrating. But still, like. We have that good second period. Same fucking story as the whole the, w- w- through the slide. Strong second periods and then just completely checking out in the third. Giving ourselves a chance to be back in it and then checking out again. I know I bet on the Oilers and I'm upset because I lost a bunch of money because I actually believe they were going to win. Here's, you know what's funny is funny about that you money. mentioned that. I've been, I, there's been no football to bet on. It's been the all-star break. There hasn't been anything to bet on for like a week and a half. I feel like I needed some action. And the very first game back when we played Vegas, I just simply forgot to place a bet. And it would have been Oilers and the over. So I, I skirt one there. Last night, it's 545. Game starts at 6. I'm sitting at home. I, I'm putting my bet together. Literally putting it together. I get a phone call. I start doing some shit. And I forget to place the bet. Nice. <laughs> That's Two bets in a row that I should have lost because it would have been, again, the Oilers and the Overs. So, like, uh, betting on the Oilers right now, I just, I'm, I'm 
I don't know what the fuck to do. I, I mean, I know they're gonna they're gonna win. Know, coaching change. It's almost they're gonna go in a heater. It's almost automatic. They're gonna beat the Islanders. Uh, Islanders had it easy in Vancouver last night, so I'm gonna be going heavy on the Oilers. So I'm supposed to. Go yeah, well, heavy. it was. I'm excited. You know, I got I got a, I got a nice little couple of days planned. I don't know if anybody. I like the picture you guys put on of me and my for my birthday. That was really happy nice, birthday, but, uh, by the way. So yeah, yeah. So on uh, Thursday night, I'm, tonight I'm going to a little a little show at the maybe. Then I'm going to a dumpster burning party or something where we're going to be playing the uh, New York Islanders. I'm excited to go to this game. I want to feel the fucking atmosphere in this building. But at the same time, it could be really disappointing. We better win. I would like to know what the stats are for when a coach gets fired. Hi, man. I always, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's normally very good. Uh, So team's going to be loose. They're, they're, they're going to feel guilty. They'll come on play now. We found out that Zach Cassian's not going to be lined up for forty-eight weeks, and then Duncan Keith's in, uh, concussion protocol uh, for two to four. Duncan Keith, yeah, yeah. So I guess if we put him on the if we put him on the IRD cap relief, or they have to be LTIR. And what qualifies as LTIR? Cassian could be LTIR, so we can bury that. So it opens up some cap space for us. Anyways, um, I expect them to win. The, the Chalmers, I think it's a very high. I, I, if, if, if I'm paying attention and I see an NHL team fires a coach, I normally go. I was going to say, you love that. Game. You love yeah. that dead cat bounce almost. I, I, yeah, I do. And it's, it's, it's paid dividends. So at least we got that going for us. Well, if I'm in, if I'm in the building, I usually go a little heavier. So yeah, Friday exactly. could be a big night. I'll, it. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go big with it. I'll, I'll come. Yeah. I'll, I'll come see it. Charles, you're probably sitting in them premium seats, but yeah, you love them premium seats. You're rich. Love them premium seats. Love that. Drink an $80 drink. Ryan Cokes that have no Coke. Uh, in them. No, it's 80 for two. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, before well, whatever, uh, sorry, sorry. I'd like to pause the podcast for a second to shout out our friends at Twig and Berries. Twiggingparries.ca. Use promo code Nation15. If you're like myself, you need to load up on some nutsack underwear. They are comfy. They are delicious. Are you eating your underwear? Well, that's why I need to buy more. Yeah. I see. You don't know enough about underwear maintenance. Don't eat them. I've lost a lot of bets where I say, I'll eat my underwear if this happens. (laughs) You're betting on the others and eat your underwear and your underwear? Twiggingparries. Save me some money. Thank you, Twig and Berries. There you go. I like having my Twig and Berries from Munda. From Munda? <laughs> yeah, it's the best. Uh, yeah, from Munda? Bag milk, bag milk. Ask yes, me sir. what from Munda is. Ask me what from Munda is. No, don't. What's from Munda, Chalmers? From Munda, these nuts. Ah. <laughs> hey, you fell for it, you fool. Ah. You got right. you. I got you, bag milk. T-shirt design, <laughs> scent. I want, I want group thoughts in real time. Uh, I've always already posted on Twitter. Oh, oh, but you saw okay, but it's inverted. You you would have saw it as blah. Or no, I got I got one from Kennedy. Oh, good, mm. good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah, we're putting it out there so far. Uh, through you know, we've only had put a couple of minutes here, but oh. so far the nation is already on board, as you can imagine. Uh, everybody finds us hilarious, which we are. Thank All you. right, merchandise the misery. Yes, you got it. Okay, so I've got to do. You guys talk. I do some quick work to make sure this gets launched. Big day, though. Yeah, Unexpected. I I honestly thought so. It's funny when GMs give coaches the the seal of approval. You know what I mean? It's almost like a kiss of death. January eleventh, 
Ken Holland said he did not want to make a coaching change. And then here we are less than a month later. And it just seems like anytime a GM says that away they go, right? It's like when a girl texts you, no, no, I didn't stop talking to you. I fell asleep. She didn't fall asleep. You're You're getting fans, son. Bag milk. I was having this conversation with somebody and, um, my opinion was that I think that Tippett's just like, I don't think the players are supporting him at this point. I, I, that's my personal feeling. I'm not in the room, but I would love to know what the fuck's going on in that room right now. I and would too. Uh, this, this person said to me, yeah, but remember like a month ago when Connor and them were all asked about Tippett and they were all saying, you know, we support him, we support him, we support him. And I kind of just, my view on that was, you know, company line. Like, what are they going to say? Well, they can't exactly. say they like, don't. If, yeah, yeah. They can't you, say, yeah, fuck this guy. Well, exactly. But right, like today, today, if you could have a candid conversation with Leon or, or Connor and you were in their trust circle, they told you the truth. In your opinion, do you think, like, because my opinion is that he wouldn't have gotten fired if those, if Connor and Leon and, you know, Nuge really were like, this trust me it's not him it's us like we have his back they shouldn't have fired coach mcclellan man that was the right guy i liked coach mcclellan i think what do you think back milk i want to know i think that the the way they were playing on the ice the way they looked so defeated the way they did not look prepared to play it just seemed like they were out of it on this guy and if the thing that they I'm not most ex- like each other or something like because at some point you got to look at yourself in the mirror and be like fuck i know we might not be I, I know we might not buy into this dude anymore but like we're doing this for us like i want success i want this team to have success purely because like every game every day we're getting older and this shit doesn't just last forever like you have to yeah, you have to make the yeah. most of your time, right? Like, yeah, I agree with you. I do, I think that they probably, if you asked them and they gave you the real answer, the frustration is probably off the charts for those two guys. You don't get to be the best players in the world by winning on a scratch ticket. It comes through hard work and dedication and all that stuff. So, are they probably disappointed that their coach was fired because they're not playing well? Sure, I would imagine so. But I also bet, like what Jay would say, that this gives them some inspiration to bounce back and go against the Islanders on Friday and really be like, oh, fuck, okay. Well, if you look at the standard operating procedure for uh, NHL team and they're struggling, either a trade or fire the coach is first. And that one's out of the way now. So if they don't turn this around, there's going to be big changes and it's going to lead to an interesting off season. And I hope that that doesn't make me major problems, but there there has to be a next though. It just can't be the coach. There's got to be more. There's got to be trades. There's got to be more stuff because I'm with you hundred percent. It it, it ain't right now. And the, and the reality is this is the reality. Now we have to fucking face and prepare ourselves for that is if we don't make, make the playoffs, our dynamic duo is no longer. Yes. It's gonna be scary. What? And that's Hold on. what? What? Yeah. Nah, he's been saying this for months. Well, am I wrong? Uh, I don't fucking know. That's the thing. Like, I don't know. Like, sure, is the time up? Did Elliot say that the time was up in August, October of two thousand and one? I mean, I don't. Or October of two thousand said he's got two years. I mean, I, I just twenty nineteen. So I just. What the fuck I just, are you I, I meant. <laughs> I knew it was two years ago. You know what I mean. Anyways, I don't know. What year do you think it is? 
He's talking to the Chronicle 2001. Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's Day is what it is. Okay, so Wanya, I'll ask you this. Do you have any worries that a rookie head coach is coming in with two huge egos leading our team right now? Like, I know that they don't show their ego, and they might not be egomaniacs, but you're now asking a rookie head coach to come in and write a ship with two of the best players in the NHL. Is that a mistake? But like he's a rookie, I, but at the same point, he's also been around for a hundred yeah, years. That's true. Point. It's not like he didn't spend ten years on an NHL bench as an assistant. And, and he's got experience with both Leon and Connor. Like he was here with McClellan, right? Yeah. I'm not saying yeah, that yeah. he's got their ear, but it's a yin and yang. Maybe he's a good strategist and a good like player coach. And Dave Manson's is the bad boy that can fucking put Leon in a corner and get his way. And also look at what he said. Like, just I beg you to watch his interviews down in Bakersfield when he's talking post game, pre game, whatever. He's a very positive guy. It's always team, 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 team. So maybe the Oilers need that little bit of a softer touch right now because you could tell over the last handful of months, Dave Tippett, yeah, he well, just kind of looked right pissed now. off. We're on the Schneid. We are delicate. So yeah, no, a little positivity won't hurt. And you got to co- that's the thing though. You right. You got a coach that's been fighting for his job for the last two months. Like he's not going to be coming in and being all rainbows and sunshine. Like he's, he's rainbows, lollipops, and <laughs> yeah. Like he's 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 fighting for his job. So like I can I can see the the, the tension. Like it's tough to to hide and disguise that. So now you got someone who's coming in fresh start. I think that's buttons. my pet peeve is when somebody tries to explain how it's like it was all good that they use that saying like it's not all rainbows and sunshines i don't i i don't know why that triggers me why you don't they like are, that sunshine i don't know no i just don't like, you don't like rainbows it's just so lame it's just so lame you know what really is lame that they had to go fire Tippett on the thursday of our pop of our last podcast before the super bowl i had a whole super bowl show planned your m truck wasn't wow. here i was gonna take over it was gonna be all about props it was gonna be yeah, i wanted to can't honestly, do any Chal- of it chalmers chalmers we can move to that in a little bit like because everything no, we've i don't talked want to know well no but and everything we've also- talked about we've been talking about for two months like we need yeah. some major change okay coach fired now what's next who are we trading for who's our goalie well, an interesting thing, Jay, is that... How are we going to address our defense now that it's been... A, 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 a subpar squad has been decimated. Like, what are the, what are we going to be doing? We need moves. Moves well, need to be made. An interesting thing like that Ken Holland said was we that... Burger Chef. Well, of course. Yeah, the Bobby Nicks cost too much and fries are extra. But Zach Cassian being on the shelf for basically what amounts to the end of the season with a... Ride him out. That, well, that's what I mean. Like, that opens up some space to actually play with something here to oh, make please. a move enough with enough with zach cassian already like stay out no i'm talking about are you listening like enough already are i'm talking listening? about him being on the shelf though man. <laughs> he opens up cap space. Using his, his his ltir cap space to no bring in i know exactly what you're beat. talking about but like i'm talking about just as a player like uh, this guy he's healthy and then he's not and then he's healthy and he's not he's in the lineup and then he's not like enough already I'm done with him. I'm sick of this I'm, guy. I'm with yeah, you. I'm right. with you on that one. But now that you've got a actual opportunity to add to the team with the space that is now available It'll, because yeah. he's because he's hurt, and yeah. I think that's an opportunity that yeah. maybe yeah. that Ken Holland needs to 100 yeah. needs to take advantage of. 100. Come on, Jacob Chicken. Let's go. I would love chicken. Still I love chicken. chicken. Mm-hmm. Chalmers, I've I also missed. You, a, I've also missed a couple of episodes of this podcast. I have we been keeping up with the Olympic. The Olympic profiles? So, so well, I didn't do an Olympic profile last. I did more of a, 
I did more of a. I, uh, <laughs> I did. The answer is no. It hasn't been kept. <laughs> hey, 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 listen. I tried to take pride. Listen, it, it was more of like a. It was more of like a. This is my my guide to how to watch these Olympics because they were just starting. We have a 15 hour time delay. I was letting people know just like, because the Olympics right now, I'm on day five of watching the Olympics and I am now just comfortable with how to do it perfectly for the first like three or four days. You have to figure out, you have to look, you, you see something on TV and you go, was that yesterday? Was that, is this live? What, what like what's going on? Right. It seems confusing as all hell. I now know what prime time is watching, like prime time watching when you're, when you want to watch some stuff that's live, it's later at night. It's like around six o'clock, seven o'clock at night. You're getting live feed from like the nine stuff that's starting at nine in the morning there. Right. And when uh, the, the worst part about it is the most exciting stuff seems to keep happening at like midnight here, which is yeah. the board cross. I've been watching the snowboard cross and it it's was so awesome. much fun. I tried to go to bed at like 1145 the other night and the women's kept me up till one. Then last night, the men's kept me up till one. And, you know, then you wake up this morning and while you were sleeping, there was a whole day of events that had happened. Yep. Right. So you wake up and now prime time there is happening first thing in the morning for us. So we're getting to watch, which is so depressing that I didn't even really like realize this, but it hit me this morning when I woke up that, Canada's playing Germany this morning. And if that was happening with NHL players, I would have been sitting at the pint and I would have been having a beer at yeah. seven in the morning yeah. watching a hockey game. And it was depressing. But like, it takes about five days to figure out, the, you know, the time and everything. And, it, and I think I've mastered it at this point. And um, like, I'm starting to get really in. And every single person that for the first three or four days said, oh, I just can't get into these. I just, it's the same every two years in every Olympics if it's not a bad time zone. It takes a bit of work. If you give up, then you'll never get into it. But now that I feel like I have a system and I know what's happening, it's it's I'm 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 deeply what's, into it. And what's, like, what's the system? I want to know what the system is. <laughs> what my system? Okay, yeah, so my system is system I system always is. go to the go to the schedule and the results, right? And also and on Olympics.com they have a schedule and a results page, and on that page it will show you what's in progress. It'll show you what's finished. You can so you know what you're watching is live. Some you know CBC's doing it a really weird way where like the snowboard was happening at the same time as the figure skating, and so instead of you know what NBC and what TSN do is they go back and forth. They like show it to you whatever's happening, whatever's important. They show it to you. But CBC is doing like an hour of figure skating front to back done, and then showing you the snowboarding. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. What you really want to do is you want to have the app open where you can see what's in progress and make sure that you're watching this stuff live. Now, the hardest part is the stuff that happens at like two, three in the morning. That stuff you have to wake up and then you basically put it on to like the prime time, right? You can, you can go and you can get the, the Beijing prime time or the Beijing recap for the day. And you can kind of fast forward. They also are doing a thing where they've got Beige, they've got Olympics in 30 and they're showing you all the most important stuff in like these 30 minute windows. Mm-hmm. You can get all your Olympics that way. Yeah. I grew up waiting for uh, foreign movies on showcase at three in the morning on Saturdays to air. So it's not a problem for me to stay up late to watch Olympics. It's not a problem at all. Me- I love it. I, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally in except 
like man alive, a couple too many rides. I'm expecting to go to bed at midnight. Next thing I know, I'm still up at 1 a.m. And I'm not just not going to have one. Like, <laughs> come on, I'm not a monster. It's a witching hour. You know, it's, it's, it's a witching hour. Plus, it's I love, so much more I love how people in the Olympics, drummers train around the clock for four years to go to the Olympics, live in an Olympic bubble, have really no fans. And then people back home that they're ostensibly doing it for are like, oh, it's in the middle of the night. No way. They don't can, even I, watch. can I tell you, I don't know. Did anybody watch the women's board cross? Anybody at all? No. No. I okay. love board cross, they, they did. They had a story that was a movie storyline. You could not write this shit. Okay, and I'm going to tell you, and when I'm watching it, they did the most horrible job at telling you this story. But the story basically is in 2006 in Torino, Lindsay Jacobellis was the best snowboard cross at that time. And she was way out to a probably like 25 yard lead in the gold medal race. And she went over the last jump. And instead of just going over it, landing and going, she did what they call a method grab, where she grabs the back of her board, oh, she tries to do this. a little flare, and she fell. And she oh, and, the, oh. and the other girl, the other girl zips by her, she gets second. It's widely known as one of the biggest gaffes in Olympic history. She She's cost herself the gold medal. Oh, oh. Okay. She then goes to the 2010 Olympics, where she's again the favorite. At this point, she's world champion. She falls in like the semifinals. She loses, does not medal. She then goes to the 2014. Same shit. She falls. 2018. She's now considered one of the most, she is considered at this point, the most decorated world champion in history with no gold medal. And she falls. We're now in 2022. She's on her fifth Olympics. She must be 74. (laughs) she's 75 and she goes and she just routes the competition and she wins her gold the long awaited gold this is amazing storytelling and united states lindsey jacobella and it was so good and when i'm watching this live if i didn't know all this i wouldn't have gone and looked on youtube at like all these videos but they didn't tell that story. It was such a missed opportunity. What? You just told us that story, but the Olympic telecast didn't? I swear to God, they did not tell it. When I'm watching This is why you're one of the goats, Chalmers. Watching you watch sports is usually more entertaining than the actual sport. It was unbelievable. So there's a really good, uh, like, five-minute, if you just searched, Lindsay Jacobellis falls. It's like the third video. It's a five-minute synopsis of her four Olympics, and it and it talks at the end. It's like, she's the most decorated. She doesn't have a gold medal. And then it cuts off because it was made like three months ago. And the end of the story is the storybook ending. And there's no story. It's just, it's, it's mind blowing. I mean, I'm sure it was something in the United States, but here, like I, I was, I don't know. I was blown away. That's what the Olympics is all about. Storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of like the Olympics anyway. happening late at night because it just lives, gives you a chance to shut down at the end of the day and watch some weird shit. Yeah, hundred percent. Good way to unwind. Love watching the bigger skating, especially beautiful stuff. Yeah, that was. Riveting. Did you watch the men's yesterday? Do you? Do I don't you, trust you anybody scared? that can spin like that without getting dizzy. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Look at the women's <laughs> skating. Quads have entered the chat. 
You know what's what? also been great? The mixed doubles. Quadruple rotation jumps? Yeah, quad axles. They're, uh, they're they can do off. these? Yes, they're pulling. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Now, yeah, it's insane. Next level. What's going to awesome. happen at the Olympics in like 2090? Like, are people still going to be breaking records or will that yeah, like, be your dad? It's weird be, like, how humanity evolves, man. Like, where are we going to hit that peak performance? Have you seen that? tweet that was going around during the summer olympics that showed the rings in like 1910 at the olympics like it was really early olympic footage and the guy like has a mustache and a lit pipe and he's doing like hanging on by one hand and then they show gymnasts in like 2020 or whatever it was yeah. they're like the uneven bars like it's crazy it's how much better at all these events humanity is getting it is insane it's it's comical the evolution of it uh but it's impressive to see how far like human beings can push themselves and the shit they do like the stuff they do in snowboarding or or, or any, any any of those big air events it's just madness. absolutely insane how can you spin 400 times and still have a sense to know where the ground is yeah and then I thought- land i know it's, Mar- it's mind blowing mark morris had his run there for the bronze and they were like, well, he needs to finish this off with the 1440. And I'm like doing the math in my head. I was like, I don't even understand what that means. That's like nine. And he's just spinning spin. like a top and lands dead on straight. It's, it is insane. And, and, and it's going to move beyond the 1440 at some point. Cause they're going to find a way to go even bigger air and shout out Max Perot, cancer survivor oh, in between the Olympics. To just story. Dominating. Uh, good for him. So that was a one, so one like- in three, one in three podium finish for Canada on the, uh, on the snowboarding event. So, like, right now, okay, let's do a little bit of uh, – tomorrow is a wicked day. And, 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 and I'm still – you know what? I'm still getting a little bit confused about this stuff. But tomorrow at 10.25 a.m. Yeah. So Jay Woodcroft for, takes for the ice for his first pregame skate. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Okay, wait a minute. It's 5 a.m. there right now. It's 5.28 a.m. there right now. So in five hours – at 10:25 a.m. is oh my god the snowboard men's half pipe final Sean White that's happening in 5 hours so that's 7:30 tonight 7:30, that yeah. will be live yeah. that will be live tonight could be Sean White's last hurrah yeah I like him since he cut his hair the, and yeah, you know what's so great I, about I'd it? like to okay. see the salad come back too so so this is a perfect this is a perfect example of how fun this can be so in four hours from now, at 6.30, the men's snowboard half-bite final run, number one goes. Then 30 minutes later is run number two. And then at 10.25, the gold medal run, their third and final run. That is good times, right? Like, that, and that's happening first thing in the morning there, late at night for us here. I'm, just, I'm looking at the schedule. We've also got a lot of skeleton, the women's skeleton. Happening. I love skeleton. That's such a fun event. Oh, it's, it's so funny to me. Uh, bag Mike, just interrupt so the podcast insane. for a second. The t-shirt's live on nationgear.ca. Please let the world know. I will post ASAP. That's so fast. Commerce is being done. Okay, so here's... So tomorrow morning, we're going to wake up, and <laughs> when, we, when we wake up, Canada and Sweden in the women's game will be playing. That's a good time. Wake up to that. Watch a little, have a little breakfast. Watch a game. Hell of a hell of a game between Canada and U.S. Uh, in, uh, in the women's hockey there. I think it was two nights ago. Did you watch oh, hell of a game. game? Hell of a game. It was fucking insane. 
you know, yep. I, the the pace that they, cause they hate each other. Right. And just the pace that they were going at one another was insane. And the Canadian goalie deserves a gold medal right now for just that performance. Cause Canada didn't have a lot of business staying like being in that game early on. Cause the, the States were just shelling them anyways. Oh my, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Guess what? What? Did you just figure out what time the you know mixed what skeleton is at? <laughs> no. <laughs> at at what's 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 twenty one ten? That is nine ten. Nine ten. Nine ten on Friday night. Canada USA men's hockey. Oh. Could you imagine if the if the Canadiens were oh playing? God, how great of, of a night Friday night would have been. The Oilers game is well. No, <laughs> that's so. I'm such an idiot. I was gonna say the Oilers game's ending. You go straight into Olympic hockey, but if. The NHL is there. Clearly, there wouldn't be any Edmonton on hockey. But, like, yes, we're getting beat up. We're getting beat up on this no NHL thing. And that, you, it's really taking a hit, man. Oh, yeah. Live. You guys probably didn't even know Germany and Edmonton. Oh, or God. Germany, Germany Elliot Friedman on the Jeff. I did because Adam. He thinks the Oilers offered Philadelphia a fifth-round pick for Martin Jones. Who, by the way, I think has a worse save percentage than Miko and Mike. Yeah, uh, like, why would wanted more? Yeah. Oh. Well, at least he at least he didn't get cave in like he did on Keith, but um, all good. It also sucks, Chalmers, just because you're talking about the the men's Olympics. Is that it's going to happen right in the middle? Well, the start is going to happen in the middle of the Oilers game tomorrow, so it's we're all going to miss the first little bit anyway. Yeah, I got some after hours watching Chalmers. Um, well, I guess before we uh, we should talk, we should talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. I think it's important. It's a big game this weekend. But before we do, I think we should go through and talk about our dear friends. Everyone's a dear friend, close friend uh, at TradesLink and award our hardest working player for the week. Check out TradesLink on social and online. If you're in the trades, they are the company to help you out. TradesLink. I'm going to give it to Coach Tip on the way out the door, man. No, oh, everything except <laughs> I like it. Huh? You know, if, okay. You know what the death kiss was for Dave Tibbet? And everyone knows what it is. He never grows. No mustache. No mustache. No mustache. Yeah, no mustache. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. He did everything except grow a mustache and that win. Was, yeah, that, that that was that. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, okay. Dave Tibbet on the way out. Hardest working man on the way of uh, f- fighting his way out of Edmonton it's, right now. It, it's definitely his downfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Try uh, again. I'd like, I'd like to give mine to Chalmers reception. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why am I? Am I got? No, I'm not even saying anything. Oh well, it's, it's you sure. sound like your batteries are dying. Very, very robotic. Yeah. Who's your hardest Robbie worker, the robot. Of the week, Chalmers? Who's your hardest worker of the week? My hardest worker of the week, um, um, uh, nutsack underwear. <laughs> All right. With the old I, I, I like I like the art. I like the sponsor fusion there. That's very good. <laughs> I don't know. My hardest worker of the week, like for the Oilers. For anyone, Life, general, it, can, it can be an oiler. It could be anyone. Awarded to yourself for your constant great work. It'll be frontline. My workers. hardest worker. My hardest worker of the week was Gary. Was Gary G- D? Oh, is that Gary D? Is that for, at the NHL All Star Game trying to make these NHL All Star uh, the the NHL players seem interesting? That was my hardest worker of the week. My second hardest worker of the week, um, Trevor Zegras. Amazing shootout goal. Do we actually think he was blindfolded? I think he can yeah, see well, it still, even still, like, it doesn't matter. How do you know exactly where you are on the ice and pick a corner with a blindfold on? Don't ruin magic, Chalmers. Don't try to figure well, it out. 
Well, dodgeballs are being flung at you. I don't actually okay. think Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear, but it's a pleasant illusion. <laughs> Guys, do I sound awful or something? Is that why you keep pausing? Mm, yes. I sound great. Bag milk, hardest worker of the week? Hardest worker of the week for me is the Arizona Coyotes for finding ways to stick around despite the fact that no one wants to watch them. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. When the Oilers go down and play, that would be an awesome barn. 5,000 people will actually be full. 5,000 college and kids. And too. it's college. Like that will be a vibe in there. 100. It'll absolutely be a vibe. It's just, it's, it's, it's Comical. interesting to have one of the NHL teams having only a 5,000. Didn't the basketball team say you can't play in our barn? Something like that, or it's not like there's something <laughs> preventing them from doing it. Um, because they probably own the barn and they, and they probably make more from just doing other events. But yeah, it's kind of interesting. That's savage. Yeah. 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 My, uh, my hardest, hardest performer of the week, hardest worker of the week. Jeez, this is tough. This is tough. It's tough to try to put an Oilers focus on this. Um, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to say hardest worker of the week are the um, people coming back to Rogers place to be able to serve you booze you and food. Um, they've been Did, away from there for a long time and they're now back working their buns off to make sure you are hydrated and fed. Did you go to a game at all when you weren't allowed to have food or drinks? Yes. Is yes. It, is, were you sitting in the seats though, or were you in elsewhere? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. I, I was living in the matrix where there was a magical curtain you could stand yeah. behind oh, right, and right, right, right. all of the, <laughs> right, <laughs> and right. anything was fine. Um, hold on. What? We'll leave it at that. I just, I just last night when they were doing the news that, okay, well, they're going to have drinks and stuff and how many people were like, it'll be nice to just have a beer in my seat again. I just couldn't imagine sitting there without one. Cause I had three I last night. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, no. It's so weird. So that's why I'm, I'm super, super excited for Friday that I can uh, enjoy a game somewhat normally again. So that's exciting. And it's still, I think 50% capacity, I think till March 1st, March 1st yeah. but uh, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's a Friday night. So people can, can have a time if they want. And, and, and that's exciting for me. So I'm excited to go tomorrow and we all know the others are going to win. Chalmers. I'm excited about tomorrow too, because first of all, new coach means wins. That's what it means. Always hundred percent. So heavy, 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 probably puck line. Well, fuck, they're playing the Islanders, but yeah, screw it. Puck line. And the Islanders are bad. Yeah. they yeah. This is a winnable game. They're, they're struggling. They're struggling, but you know what else is bad? The Chicago block. Yeah. Yes. But again, looking positive. Thinking up. Yes. New yep. coach, new vibes. We bouncing, baby. Yeah, we bouncing. It's it's gonna be a good day tomorrow. It's gonna be a nice Friday. And now Chalmers, I'm gonna segue so you can talk about Super Bowl. I gotta bounce because this podcast had to start late because of a uh, a toilet situation. And uh shirts <laughs> are now live. Check it out, nationgear.ca. Also, uh before I go, we are launching our trip. Uh, with newest travel launched. to and it's launched to Nashville. Now I know we have some sour sentiments at the moment, but going to Nashville is going to be a great time, uh, and it'll be going down with a bunch of like-minded people to have a nice weekend on Broadway. So check it out. Uh, we've tweeted out the link. It's through New West Travel. It is a direct flight. It's Flair Airlines inaugural flight, direct flight to Nashville. So that is. Oh. That 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 takes a lot of the headache out of that. There's no no layovers, no red eyes. The way it was looking, we were originally planning this. 
but uh, we're filling a plane and we are going to Nashville. So check it out. And uh, Chalmers, on that note, I am going to step out because uh, I got to be somewhere in five minutes and it's about a 20 minute drive. So perfect. Go, go Bengals. That's all I got to say. Well, go if, there's one, if there's one thing I know about the inaugural flight to Nashville, it's uh, I always like to be the first one to do something because it always goes smooth. Oh my! Charles, this isn't the first time humans have flown in a plane. How ever will we stay in the air all the way to Nashville? They got it sorted. All right. Well, listen. I also, I also have a five-minute drive to a twenty-minute meeting. Um, but I'm just kidding. But listen, we'll just be quick on the Super Bowl. I know you guys. I know that Wanya, you're just going to be on the edge of your seat for this thing because you always are. Chalmers, we're playing for Harambe. I'm not fucking around this year. Okay, so you are paying attention. Go Cincinnati above all. Go Cincinnati. Okay, so bag no. Yes. I know you like, oh, and Waz, I know you guys like to bet, so I know you've got a pulse on this. But let's really just talk about prop bets because that's my favorite part of um, the, the Super Bowl is, you know, you've got all your, your normal things, like you can bet on the coin toss. You can bet on whether or not um, Mika Guyton, I think your name is, she's singing the national anthem. Uh, Mickey Guyton, and uh, whether or not it goes over or under, what color the Gatorade's going to be. Uh, those are always fun. But there's five pretty wacky and wild bets right now that you can do, and I just wanted to get your guys' view on these. One of them is there's an actual line on this, and this will be something that you can bet on. And the question is, how many of the Super Bowl commercials will feature a dog? Okay. The over under is six and a half, and it is split right down the middle. It's a pick'em. Six and a half will feature a dog. If you've ever sat down and watched the entire Super Bowl broadcast, you'll know there's a good chance there'll be a handful of dogs. Okay, everyone loves dogs. Can I just interject very briefly on this topic? Not necessarily about dogs, but Super Bowl ads. Did you hear about the bidet company and what they're doing for the Super Bowl ad? No, tell me. It's a bidet company, and they're encouraging people to send them photos of their post-Super Bowl toilet business. And they're going <laughs> to award, I think, a huge cash prize to the grossest What part. are we looking for? Are we looking for weight? Or are we looking for uh, distribution? Optics, I think. Mm. Cleanest butthole? Like, what, what are we talking about? Well, I don't think you're showing butts. I mean, you can apply to enter any way you want. I think it's just... You don't poop in a bidet, though. You're like, I mean, what, what are we doing? Well, that? it's toilet business, right? Why would well, a bidet, anyways, kind of bidet, I know, bidet about. company? What the fuck? Am I the marketing company for the bidet? <laughs> Jesus. I thought, this is what I thought they're doing. Want the best before and after photos of your butt after the bidet. You take a lot of butt oh. photos of yourself throughout the course of a year? Yeah, I need to find Those more. Those are your favorites? Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to get uh, these babies framed. Probably never. Good thing I just bleached. Oh, That's good so to What's the Is it All over right. or under on the dog ads, Chalmers? What do you project? <laughs> Oh, what are, your, what are your prognostications I, say? I, I, I'm going over. I'm feeling like, uh, you know, there's nothing more. There, in a world full of very unsafe things to do, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. a lot of ways that you can get canceled these days. There's only mm-hmm. one way I know for sure that you do not get canceled and that you get nothing but applause. And that is featuring a be dog woke. in a nice way in a commercial. Whoa. So I would be going over six and a half. I'll say now, over six and a half. Like, that's easy money to me. Dogs all day. So too. Yeah, I'll go over that. I think so, too. So one of the other things I'm very, very excited for is the halftime show. We all know that it is featuring 
you know, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. It's going to be very fun. Now, for some reason, there's been a, a fixation on what color Snoop Dogg's shoes will be during the halftime show. How interesting. Hmm. Yes. Now, there is a lot of choices on this one. I don't think that I will be betting on this one. I think it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Hang on, where, I just, got questions because I think we can think this through. Where is the game? It's in LA. The game is in SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California. I bet he wears Lakers colors. Okay. 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 So that's so funny because this thing that I read said that, you know, he Snoop's from LA. Okay. Yep. Now he does a lot of stuff with youth, with youth sports there. Um, and yellow and gold is definitely one of the favorites. He won't blue wear blue or red. That's for dang sure. He's not going to be shouting out bloods and crips. Blue's the legit favorite, which was shocking to me because I also thought of that aspect of it. Um, but yellow and gold definitely uh, is the second favorite. But that's the, Lakers, what I bet. the Lakers, Lakers angle is really smart. Really, really smart. Now, I don't know why this is, but I would like to talk this one out. In the halftime show, will there be a, malfu- a wardrobe malfunction? Okay. Now, the odds on this. Is- oh, no. No, we lost him right at the time. I mean, yeah, what are the odds? Yeah, I can see him. No. Weird. Because Chalmers, you keep breaking up. 33 wardrobe. What? Chalmers, you're breaking up. I want to hear what you were saying. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm like in the same spot I've been for the last 45 minutes, so I don't really understand this. Well, we're all talking on magic glass cubes, so there is that. Is that better? Yep. Okay, so yeah, so I don't think that there will be, but plus 950, I mean, that's pretty good for odds. But what is a, what is a wardrobe malfunction? Like, we saw Miley Cyrus at New Year's had one, but what do you think would constitute it? Like, if Snoop Dogg is rapping and one of his shoes falls off, <laughs> I would say so. Yeah, like, but, if Eminem's train conductor hat falls off, exactly. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> what are we talking? Like, or is it, or is it only something that has to do with uh, the, may, the 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 human anatomy being shown? See, this is one where I would stay away from it. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, like it. There's too many questions. There's too many variables. If it was a vintage Eminem, I could see that happening, but I can't see his current day doing anything like that. Okay, yeah, so here's his, one his I, beard just falls off like yeah. it becomes unglued. <laughs> here's one that I think is really interesting for you guys because I know you're all nerds. Um, oh, son of a bitch, if I wasn't wearing my glasses, I'd kick your oh, ass. Wrong. <laughs> okay. No, it makes sense. Think about this. What will happen to the price of Bitcoin during the Super Bowl? From beginning oh. to end. So the minute the ball is kicked off to the minute the clock strikes zero. Um, what is what is the um, price of Bitcoin going to do? Now, here's why I think it's going to go up, okay? The price of Bitcoin going up is the favorite at minus 130, and the price of Bitcoin going down is a plus 100. Now, rumor has it that the Super Bowl is going to have Coinbase, Crypto.com, FTX, Binance, and BitBuy all running ads in the game. Oh my God. Peak crypto. People, people will be drinking. People will be making bad decisions. Do you think the price of Bitcoin will go up during the Super Bowl? Yeah, because you know what? I, I think 
Yeah, I think it goes up because if if that's true and that many companies are running crypto things where you can just download an app and they'll be like, oh, well, if you kick in 50 bucks, we'll top it up with another 50 or however the work. Um, I think it'll go up. I think a lot of people that wouldn't normally buy will be a little bit greased up and they'll buy. I think so too. I think so too. Uh, I just, I just, I think there's a reason it had the negative odds on that one, you know. Chalmers, right? <laughs> he's just gone. <laughs> it looks like he's talking to someone else. It looks like he's mute. Yeah, he's muted. There you go. That's why. What the fuck, this guy? <laughs> his big rant on the fucking podcast, and he mutes his own podcast. Because I let's 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 pull the let's pull the shield back. Listen. I am a busy man. I am at a job site right now. <laughs> and, and somebody came out with a very important question and I had to answer it. And what yes. was I going to Should I have let you should I have let you just listen to our conversation about electrical? Yes. Would you have liked that? Yes. You know I love a good electrical highly, discussion. You going to run that cable? Know. All right. Yes, he is. Now, the last one I want to talk isn't all that wacky, but I want to get your uh your take on it because this is the one I always bet on every year, and I'm always wrong, but it seems like it should be the easiest one. What color liquid will be poured of Gatorade will be poured on the winning coach? Orange, heavy favorite. Blue. What? Second favorite. Clear, water. I'm going to say blue just because blue is the elite Gatorade I'll, flavor. I'll go blue as well. Well, I think so. I think, I, I think it's been like, Man, I had all the stats for this before, and now I can't what find it, them. What's the over/under, Chalmers? What's the what's the bet line that instead of Gatorade, it's been replaced with Crystal Pepsi this year? Ooh, good question. Ooh, mm, that's that what I want to know. That's a long that, one that might come but, in. Yep. But that would be clear, so you know, Crystal well, Pepsi, Pepsi now. You'd want to bet on that. So everybody, Roz, do you know I, what Crystal Pepsi is? Yeah, honest. I do. I've never tried it. I, I would like to try it though. Looks you tasty. can't. You need a time machine or to be a billionaire. Well, the only people drinking Pepsi, Crystal so Pepsi right now. Crystal Pepsi, right? Is, is that how it works? The only people drinking Crystal Pepsi right now are Fortune 500 CEOs because they kept it in the vault. God yep. damn it. Okay, so the last thing I'll say about the Super Bowl, since uh, we probably are done this. I've got my tips for how to have a great Super Bowl party. Okay. Oh, so nice. Oh, this is a now. Yeah. Now we're talking, Jalmer. Jesus. There's there's three things I think every Super Bowl party must have. Okay. Nudity. Yes. Guess them. Guess them all. Drugs. No, just kidding. <laughs> Not in front of Waz. A six foot <laughs> sub. A six foot sub. Yes. No. The three things that every Super Bowl party must have. Number one, good food, mostly appetizers finger food, things people can come and graze on, you know. What are we talking? Wings, game. obviously. Nachos. We're talking wings. We're yeah. talking dry, 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 uh, Drywall, delicious. dry ribs. We're talking maybe a plate of nachos, maybe a couple All the favorites dips. bag milk, plums, goat cheese. And, and you know what? Don't, <laughs> don't be the house that doesn't have a veg and fruit plate, okay? People don't just need meat and cheeses. We need Fruits and vegetables. Okay, so get twenty twenty people. Plate. Yep, but then you also have to have one, That was a test. It's you, not twenty twenty. You have to have one signature meal, like a chili or a stew, mm. something you can cook in a big cauldron, a big crock pot, something that is not. You don't have to be sitting there and cooking it while the game's going on. Something that can be 
ready at the beginning of the game, but not eaten until halftime. It is a key. That is good food. Okay. Number two, you need lots of beverages. Everybody needs Ooh. beverages. Okay. Beer, what are the rye, staples at the Chalmers? Oh, those beverages. Okay. Chalmers will have a bucket rye of whiskey. rye with a straws mix. A cooler if you're going to have kids, juice boxes, lots of water. Um, and then maybe, just maybe, if you want to have a little fun, you buy like a nice, uh, you know, a, something to shoot, maybe a fireball or something. And every time there is a score in the game, a touchdown, a field goal, you have a shot. Everybody in the party has to have one. Okay. Now, the third thing and the most important thing are you got to gamble. Super Bowl, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Women and men get together to watch the Super Bowl. Couples. You know, it's always a couple event. My wife's going to come. Now, I've found that sometimes it's a little difficult for maybe people that don't know, some men, you know, but, you know, some women, and they, it gets a little difficult for them to get invested in the game. They don't know the teams. They don't know the players. The one way you can get them invested in the team is to get these simple little games to gamble with. Okay? Two simple little games. Search. Super Bowl 2022 printable prop sheet, okay? It is a list of 35 questions. Some of them are 40. You can print them out. For $5, everybody takes one. You put $5 in the jar. Everybody fills one out, okay? You get a point for getting it right, point for getting it wrong. Questions are like, who will score the first uh, point? Like, who will score the first points in the game? Rams, uh, Rams or uh, Bengals, you know, stuff like that. Who will win the coin toss? What is the coin toss going to be? You know, all these simple little things that are going to be a lot of fun. You get them to fill these out. They get more engaged. Number two, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but it's squares. Okay. For $2 a square, you can buy a square. And it's basically like a graph. On one side is one number from zero to 10. On the other side, on the top is zero to 10 as well. If I get the square and I go to the left and I go to above, and my number is to the left seven and above is three. Well, at the end of the quarter, if the score is seven to three for that team, I win the money for the first quarter, right? There's all these different numbers. There's all these different chances. It gets people very engaged. If you don't know what I mean, maybe I'll post what my board looked like last year and how we run it. Because on the left axis of the graph is going to be like the Rams zero to 10. And on the bottom axis will be the Bengals zero to 10. And then, so if the, if, the, if, if the score's 27 to 13, that's still seven and three. Do you know what I mean? Fun way to get everybody engaged. Even the kids can do it. You get them picking squares. They get more invested in the game. Then everybody's watching the game. And then the game does the rest. If you're all involved in it for the first quarter, the second quarter, the story of the game, if it's a good game, it takes over. And now everybody's involved. It becomes a better party. Does that make sense? Of course. You're spitting truths, baby. Gambling, baby. I'll put a. I'll put a. I, I. I usually make the board for our Super Bowl party. We're all getting together. I will take a picture of my board. I will send it to people. You can purchase it online from ChrisChalmers.com uh, for a hundred. I'm just kidding. I don't sell them. I don't even know how to do that. But those are the three things you need to have a good Super Bowl party. And then just you know what? Invite as many people as you can. More the merrier, in my opinion. Just a quick question. What are the odds sure. that Tupac Shakur makes an appearance at the halftime show? Well, now I believe do it. that in hologram form, <laughs> yes. he will be there. That's what I'm, you that's do? What I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. 
He's just going to moonwalk across the stage and turn into a Pepsi logo. Well, why not? Think that, do you think that the West Coast rappers, like, why did, okay, why did Snoop Dogg just acquire Death Row Records? What does that have to do with this? Right? What, maybe he had to buy he some the back catalog of all of his old music. Death Row owned his early masters. So by him buying Death Row, he has his own music back. Oh, really? Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you think, you know how everybody's trying to make like this big statements now and West and East Coast rap's not feuding anymore. That's long since gone. But like, these are the faces of like the West Coast rap. And then there's like M&Ms on the East Coast. You think they have a hologram of Biggie and Tupac? Ooh. Holy shit. They just announced that they bought it today, Death Row Records. Oh, really? I heard that yesterday. Huh. What are you from the fucking future? It just says it on CSN, CNN right now. Big time, Ricky. Good for you, Snoop. Good for you. Love Snoop. Anyways, that's my Super Bowl segment. Uh, I hope everybody enjoys it. The Olympics are on. (laughs) NHL hockey. You know what? It's just a good time to be alive right now. The weather's a balmy eight degrees and icy everywhere in Edmonton. I mean, life's good. I'm loving this vibe from you, Chalmers. I'm loving it. (laughs) McDonald's. Yeah. All right. Well, who wants to sign sign us off? Any parting words? Well, no, I mean your M truck should be back next podcast, so you'll yeah, I'll be gone. So uh it was, it was fun oh. joining you guys for a couple episodes here. I think this was great having you, Waz. Okay, well let's 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 yeah. finish let's finish on this. Let's finish on this. Waz. Yeah. Bengals, Bengals, Rams. Who you got? I, I wanna go Rams just because like you know, LA's the home city. I like seeing the home city win the Super Bowl. I, but Cincinnati for Harambe, you gotta consider that. It's it's tough. It's not what I asked you. I said Bengals or Rams, Was Answer the question. I'll go, I'll go Rams. Bengals. I'll go Rams. boy. I'll go Wanya. Rams. Bengals, Rams. Harambe. Bengals. Beg milk. Uh, I will go with, you know what? Joe Burrow is legit, so I'm going to go with the Bengals. Fuck the Cincinnati Zoo. I am also going with the Bengals. That makes three of us on the Bengals, one on Waz. Right now, the over-under is 48.5 total combined score. Waz, you going over or under? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go over. Let's go over. Rams in the over. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Uh Wanye, over under, 48 and a half. Ooh, that's a tough one. Tie. <laughs> you cannot bet on that. That is literally not There's a There's no zero game. zero in the game of roulette. You can't bet on a well, fucking hell's bells. Well, the game's not going to be 24 and a half or 24 and a quarter to 24 and a quarter. Oh, so they can't get a half rouge in a Super Bowl, Chalmers? Now who's being naive? <laughs> that be right. Over, under. under. 48 and a half. Under. Under. Well, uh, Bag Milk, what do you got? Life's too short to bet the under. Over, baby. Me and Bag Milk, we are on Team Bengals and the over. Okay, so those picks you just made, we all just agreed that those are for 100 bucks a piece, and the winner takes it all. Sound good? Yeah, I mean, I hope a win. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's for pride. It's for pride. (laughs) (laughs) For pride. For For pride. pride I've got enough money on this thing in other areas. I don't need to be betting with my friends. I'll tell you that much. Let's enjoy the. Let's enjoy our. Let's enjoy the weekend, everybody. Let's enjoy our lives. Enjoy our lives, kids. All right. Live like Thanks for listening to another episode of the Real Life Podcast. (laughs) Don't want to miss any of our nonsense? Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.